Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homerism Podcast, part of Sooner Sports Radio on the V-Sporto Network. Lots going on in the Big 12 this week with uh, meetings out there in Phoenix. Uh, a lot of talk about expansion yet again. <laughs> so uh, I figured uh, I'd uh, call up Wendell Barnhouse of todaysu.com. He writes about the Big 12 there, and is a longtime kind of uh, Big 12 insider to you know kind of hash out what it is that we've heard this week. So let's go ahead. Welcome on to the show. Wendell, how you doing? Doing well, Alan, and yeah, um, you know, the Big 12 is never, uh, it never leaves us without stuff to talk about. There's always some drama somehow with the Big 12, so uh, that's definitely the case right now. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is that there's always something going on because it seems like there's really never anything happening. Uh, you know, lots of talking, lots yep. of meeting, lots of studying. Um, you know, we... It, it does feel like maybe some ice started cracking this week with uh, you know the news that uh, the Big Twelve had uh, you know uh, everyone knew that there was this study going on by uh, Navigate Research, mm-hmm. but what right. we saw this week is they're trying to actually put numbers to uh, regarding the you know the Big Twelve's chances to make the playoff and whatnot. I mean, I guess my first question would be you know you know you're you're familiar with how how some of this stuff works. Uh, do you put any legitimacy into those numbers at all? <laughs> well, you know, I think if I put legitimacy in the numbers, I would either be in Las Vegas, uh, you know, <laughs> playing blackjack, or uh, would would have great stock uh, stock deals where I could be, uh, you know, on some South Sea island right now, or I would be getting the lottery numbers. <laughs> I, 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 I think that it's one of those deals where the Big Twelve has always wanted to. You know, try to make the best decision. And, you know, for instance, you know, when they brought in West Virginia, and nothing against West Virginia, but I mean, I think everybody would look back and say that Louisville was the better choice. But their TV consultants at the time suggested West Virginia. And so that's that kind of tipped the scales. Mm-hmm. And even though there were some people that wanted Louisville, so it, it, it's almost like the Big 12. You know, doesn't want to take responsibility for making decisions. They always talk to consultants and say, "Well, you know, they said this would be a pretty good idea, so that's how we decided to go." Whether or not they can, you know, this co- this company, uh, you know, can crunch all the numbers and they ran forty thousand different scenarios, and you know, it's like I wrote the other day. Uh, you know, it's that scenario number forty thousand and one that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, you, you, who, who can? I mean, if you know who's going to be playing for the national championship in 2018, you know, great. But, I mean, who who can predict this kind of stuff? So, you know, I mean, particularly when you've only had two years of the college football playoff to go by, and, you know, it's uh, every year a conference is going to get left out. It's five major conferences in four spots. So, you know, I don't know if the Pac-12 is going to start running numbers to see what their situation is. So, you know, I guess it's good to do your due diligence, but, you know, I don't know if there's any real way to, you know, predict the future. Yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, one of the things, I mean, they were so specific, you know, some of the stuff reading there, you know, uh, but I, I guess one one question I do have is, I mean, do you think that, do you agree with the idea that the Big 12's current kind of round-robin format with no championship game hurts the conference's championship, uh, you know, or pardon me, I guess, the conference's hopes of getting teams into the playoff? Do you think that, that there's that that's really that big of a, of a negative? 
I yeah, I really don't think so. I mean, it's uh, you know, obviously, you know, I, I saw where Art Bryle said today that hey, if in 2014, if if Baylor or TCU had been you know picked to get into the college football playoff, and right now the Big 12 was two for two uh, getting in the playoff, nobody would be talking about this. Mm-hmm. And you know that that was kind of a, I mean you know and the, everything yeah you know, that was one thing that happened in 2014 was a perfect storm and everything, you know, usually there's upsets in conference championship games and, you know, that didn't happen then. And, you know, the big 12, if that had happened in year three or four, I don't think it would have been that big a deal. But when you have the first year of something and you have two teams that were really good who played each other in a, in a great game, and then they kind of get left out, and then you've got all this stuff about one true champion, and, and yeah, it was just a you know it was a mess. Mm-hmm. Whether or not nine a nine game schedule, it, you know, does a nine game schedule with a championship game, uh, which they they can they can stage a championship game without going to twelve. You know, mm-hmm. the NCAA has cleared them to do that, but you're always going to have a rematch. If that if it had been in place last year, what would have happened? The first and second place teams would have been Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, who played in the last game of the season, and they would have turned around a week later and played each other again. So, you know, there's no perfect situation. And, you know, I mean, all you got to do is go back to, you know, 2003, where Kansas State beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game, and, and Kansas State getting knocked out in the first Big 12 championship game by AM. I mean, conference championship games can, you know, upset the apple cart as much as anything. So, you know, there isn't a perfect solution to any of this. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, of course, the, uh, the the big problem here. So I guess, you know, looking at maybe just the culture of the league, though, mm-hmm. you know, what is it about the, the conference that makes it, you know, a, a particular, I mean, it just appears so just dysfunctional and uh, unhappy outside. I mean, do you have any insight in, into that? I mean, you don't hear this stuff happening with the Big Ten or the, even the ACC. Well, yeah. My theory, which I think is based on having, you know, been, a, been in Texas covering sports for 30 or 40 years and seeing the Southwest Conference going away and the Big 12 get get born that basically you know from the beginning it's kind of a shotgun marriage mm-hmm. uh when it happened in the mid 90s uh it was the first real uh time with you know uh conferences changing the television landscape was totally different you know the big eight and the swc were were in very tenuous situations and so you know as everybody knows the big eight brought in four schools from the southwest conference you know and everybody you know the Nebraska people thought that Texas said, "Oh, we're we're running the league." So that from the from the beginning, Nebraska was upset that instead of you know being like the Big Eight bringing in four schools, suddenly it was the Big Twelve being run by Texas. So that got things off on a bad foot. And you know the other leagues you talk about. I mean, you know, if you, if you look at all the other uh, super conferences, the Power Five conferences, all they did was expand. You know, the Big Ten has always been the Big Ten. It just went from 10 to 14, and the SEC went from, you know, 8 to 10 to 12 to 14. You know, those conferences uh, have been around forever. They've just added membership. I mean, the Big 12 is only 20 years old. And, you know, I think from the beginning, it's just there's just been a lot of, you know, just distrust with people. And, you know, you had the Longhorn Network come aboard, which, you know, forced A&M to 
decide to leave for the SEC, and, and it, 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 everybody's just been unhappy. And it, the problem with the Big Twelve is a lot that, in my opinion, is like every time there's a problem, they're pounding a square peg into a round hole, or vice versa. They, they, they're like this. What they're at right now is, you know, for the last four or five years, is the ten team league they've said oh it's a great we, everybody plays everybody we have a nine game round robin schedule it's the same thing in men's basketball women's basketball we you know we've got these great schedules and now if they do expand they're going to kind of say well that didn't matter you know we're changing our you know we're going to change again and yeah i i just think it's it's a little schizophrenic sometimes actually and you're right when you said you know it, it has been dysfunctional They've never let a commissioner run the league. It, mm-hmm. The schools are always the ones in charge. If you look at the Big Ten and the SEC, they've always had strong commissioners who pretty much talked, you know, they talk to schools and say, look, this is what I think we need to do. And the schools say, okay, you're the boss. Let's go do it. And the Big 12 didn't operate that way. Yeah, yeah, that's clearly uh, clearly been an issue. Um, but you know, they're they're facing in a lot of ways. I think kind of existential, uh, you know, issues here right <laughs> yep. now. I mean, yeah, uh, you're and, right. And it feels like there's a lot of. Uh, in some cases, you look at some of the positions that that people take, and and you wonder. I mean. You know, a, a lot of the latest movement, uh, you know, has been kind of instigated by David Boren, uh, Oklahoma's mm-hmm. president, who's yep. tried in the past, who's been an instigator also. Right. Uh, we saw yep. what happened in 2011, you know, and uh, clearly, uh, uh, I mean, my read on this has always been that uh, probably since Boren started chirping again recently, and I think this was also the case in 2011, too, that, I mean, mm-hmm. he's listening to people. He's he's hearing from boosters. He's hearing from regents at Oklahoma that that this you know arrangement just isn't working for him. I mean, I think that yep. there's a lot mm-hmm. of I think that there's a lot of misperception out there that that Bourne's just kind of going rogue here. And he's got bosses like everybody else too, and if right. that's what he's hearing, uh, I mean, I think that that there's no they really are kind of in this point of no return i think with oklahoma as to whether or not they're going to actually either do late follow up get to you know i guess uh agree to his three demands so to speak or mm-hmm. you know fall apart well that's you know i mean i was on uh earlier today with sirius xm radio and the question was well you know you know which which school do you think will leave if a school is going to leave and i know that you know that there are some that will say that Bourne is just kind of rattling his sword uh, over all this and that he doesn't really have much leverage. You know, the, the big deal once the latest TV agreements with the Big 12 was made and, you know, back when there was uh, a, a brief period of peace in the conference, um, you know, the, everybody agreed to the grant of rights, which, you know, basically says that your TV deals stay, you know, with the conference. So basically saying that schools couldn't leave. And, it, you know, it was like a 13-year agreement. And so that would seem at the time to indicate that, okay, well, for 13 years, these 10 schools are handcuffed together. There are some people that say that could be challenged in court. And maybe, you know, I mean, Bourne obviously is a former U.S. senator and head of the CIA, you know, mm-hmm. intelligence committee. And, I mean, he. the, the question that I would have is, you know, nobody, no college wants to go to court where all the contracts and everything are going to be um, out there for everyone to see through discovery. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if for some reason Oklahoma wanted to sue the Big 12, 
that would be one of the biggest um, stink bombs anybody could throw because everybody's laundry would be out for everybody to see. And no, and no so, other conference is going to want to get involved with a school that's involved with well, litigation. Exactly. With exactly. And who knows how many years that could drag on. And I mean, as soon as you fire that, you know, as soon as you pull the trigger on that, you know, it's not going to be, a, you know, that's not going to get resolved in six months. That could drag on for years. And so Oklahoma would be a lame duck you know, in, in trying to get out of the conference. The other question is, I mean, I did this, this was what was going on back when, you know, the PAC 12 was trying to, you know, lure four big 12 schools and basically kill the big 12. I mean, is Oklahoma and Oklahoma state, are they joined at the hip? I mean, if Oklahoma goes somewhere, does Oklahoma state have to go along? And, you know, that, I, I'm not saying that's particularly a deal breaker, but, it, you know, obviously the two, you know, I don't know if the, I don't know if Oklahoma wants to go to the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has its own problems right now. Yeah. Uh, their TV network thing is not working very well. I mean, the two, the two conferences that have pulled away from everybody as far as revenue is, concer- is concerned is the Big Ten and the SEC. And, I, you know, probably I think Oklahoma thinks they would fit pretty, pretty well in either conference does either conference want to add oklahoma and do they you know bring along oklahoma state and if that's the case with the you know you know it's always a risk reward situation is it worth you know to divide things by 16 rather than 14 and how much more money do you get and how much you know one of the reasons the sec wanted a&m was because it was starting the SEC network and it wanted to get into Texas, which is obviously a huge state as far as so many people and, and another foot, another area of coverage for the SEC network. I don't think Oklahoma has that same clout, mm-hmm. you know, as far as what it adds TV wise and everything. So, you know, I, I, you know, and I can understand where the Oklahoma people think that, you know, that they're, they're behind, you know, Bowlesby has said twice now in Phoenix about how, you know, if the Big 12 doesn't do anything in 20 years, you know, there's going to be a, you know, a revenue gap. Well, I think that revenue gap's already here. The Big 10 is in the, is when they finish their TV deals, they say they're going to be bringing in maybe 45 million per school. And the SEC is already at 37 million. There is, I mean, I would love to ask the question if I get the chance at some point in time I'll ask, but I don't see any way the Big 12 can get to that level. A, a, no. a network is a network is not going to do it. Um, you know, bringing in BYU and you know take your pick Cincinnati and going to 12. You know that helps you with a championship game, but at the most a championship game is going to maybe be worth two million per school. I don't even know if if a Big 12 network. Um, you know, the ACC thinks they're next in line with ESPN as far as getting their own network started. I don't know if that'll ever get off the ground, but, no. you know, and the way the cable industry is going with people cutting cords, I mean, you know, five, six years ago, yeah, you know, this all might have worked, but the, the landscape has changed dramatically. And, you know, I think that the big, the main problem the Big 12 in my mind needs to do is just look in the mirror and say, look, who are we? What do we want to be? Understanding that we're not going to be the Big Ten or the SEC. It's just not going to happen. And you know, if you can't live with that, then you know, I don't know what I don't know what you do. But I think they have to face the reality that 
Are they still going to be in one of the major conferences? Yes. Can they still compete for national championships? Yes. But you're not going to be getting $45 million per school. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I hate to say this, but let's face it, you know, since since 2010 when they decided to downsize uh, or, or they, mm-hmm. they were downsized. Right. Um, yep. You know, let's face it, this, this league in a lot of ways has just been kind of existing for you know the purposes of Texas in a lot of ways and Oklahoma. I mean, there are a lot mm-hmm. of schools. A lot of schools uh, have done well in, in, in that structure, and a lot of schools. You know, it's benefited a lot of schools. But I mean, at the same time, the the reason why the Big Twelve is still here is because it affords Texas the opportunity to have its own network. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, Oklahoma's still. Uh, as of right now, uh, you know, has been or has been content with that. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I it, that doesn't I, I think that what we've seen, though, over the past six years, honestly, I mean, I I put this I put this out there on Twitter today. It, 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 it's funny because I think it's I really do think it's the brutal truth. If Texas, you know, hasn't, you know, hasn't sucked at football for the past six years, maybe people look at the conference in, in Oklahoma, especially look at the conference yep. differently. Yeah, I think that's it, the funny thing. I mean, you know, you can it's easy to look back, but you know, like you said, six years ago, um, you know, whenever the Longhorn Network came on on board, you know, that was like. I mean, if you remember what people were saying, that it was like, and that, you know, A&M, I mean, that chased A&M out of the league. And, and you know, the, the guy for ESPN that said they were going to, you know, be covering high school games, you know, and, you know, all this stuff that just people are going, you can't be doing that. That's a bad, that's an advantage for Texas. There's been no advantage for Texas having a long-term network. It has not benefited that school in the least bit. They get, the, the only thing they do is get the extra money. You know, they, they've got either the, they're always in the top, top three schools in the country as far as their athletic budget. They've got as much money as any Mm. program, any athletic department in the country. And it's like, well, what's the bang for the buck? I mean, and yeah, this for the football program has been, you know, and, and, you know, Charlie Strong gets it turned around in a couple of years and that changes things. Yes. But, you know, the thing is about, you know, it is, you know, the big 12 is basically about Oklahoma and Texas. Well, you know, that's true, but, I mean, what is the Big Ten other than about Ohio State and Michigan? Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, and in, in, in the SEC, it's about Alabama and football and Kentucky and basketball. I mean, there are a lot, you know, the Vanderbilts and the and the Arkansas. I mean, even look, look at Arkansas. You know, their time in the SEC, they've made a lot of money, and they haven't won anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, I mean, compared to where they were in the SWC, uh, back in the real old days, uh, you know, Arkansas has just kind of been cash and checks. And you look in the, at the Big Ten, I mean, you've got, you know, particularly now that they've expanded, I mean, you, you know, you got Rutgers and you got, you know, Illinois' football program is, you know, they're trying to rebuild. But, I mean, you look, there's a lot. Of, I mean, and look at Nebraska. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, how long is it, I mean, you know, you know, there, there are a bunch of kids that, you know, about getting ready to go to college who, don't have any idea that Nebraska won three national championships in four years. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so so I mean, you know, it's it, it, there is you know, I mean, there's always going to be you know, kind of the middle of the pack schools that are just kind of happy to be there. But you know, and it, it comes down to the you know is you know I don't know if the Big Twelve is going to survive. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but but I also don't know if 
the only reason for them not to survive is that, you know, the Pac-12 suddenly thinks that they can go to 16, which I don't see that benefiting them in the least. Uh, you know, I, I really don't see how that mm-hmm. helps. Um, for, you know, I can't think, you know, does the Big Ten want to get to 16? Does the, you know, I mean, according to Bowlesby, he said that the only people that talk about super conferences are guys like you and me. Yeah. You know, the yeah. media talks about super conferences. And, you know, to me, 16-team conferences are basically two eight, you know, you've get basically got two eight-team conferences because yeah. you've got two eight, you know. And so, you know, is that the way everything should go? I, I don't know. But... Yeah, again, it, I, to me, it gets back to the to the Big Twelve, just kind of. And, and yeah, when you've got a guy like you know, if Oklahoma is unhappy with their situation, um, you know, I can I can sort of understand that. But you know, it's kind of like you know, and, and unless they've got some place to go, um, you know, I mean, a lot of, like I said before, you you kind of have to just. I mean, a lot of people deal with situations that aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. you know whatever and you just have to say well this this is where i'm at this is what i've got and uh, you know i need to deal with it and if you don't you're just perpetually unhappy so yeah i, I really don't know i mean it, it it continues to be a fascinating deal to discuss but you know uh, you know i kind of wonder what the end game is with a lot of this yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do wonder if Bourne feels like he has some kind of uh, you know uh, promise or or uh, not promise, but he has something. Right. You know, kind of. Like, I, I I think that when he went on his last kind of gambit, I think that he felt like he had one from the Pac-12 that it turns out he didn't have. But uh, you know, yeah. I, I think I think that, that that it wouldn't make a lot of sense to 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 do this without without having that now. I guess the interesting question for me, really, of all this though, is you know, I mean, I honestly, I feel like as a business model right now, uh, you, you know, I kind of touched on this. It's really kind of set up so that you know, I think people look at it as as being just you know, set up to benefit Texas. Now, let's say that Oklahoma were to leave, right, and and Texas mm-hmm. still has this Longhorn network. You know, there, a con, a comment was made to uh, you know Kirk Bowles today. Uh, from somebody mm-hmm. apparently in Texas saying, you know, well, well, we're not going to give up the Big Twelve network to stay in, in, in the, uh, you know, to stay in the Big Twelve. If we're going to give it up, we're going to leave for a different conference. Um, I guess one of my one of my questions would be, you know, how does uh, can the big can the Longhorn network survive this? Because think about it, if if there, if Oklahoma leaves the Big Twelve. Uh, you know, Texas could stay there, but they'd be in a conference without Oklahoma. They'd still have the Longhorn Network. But then, if they want to go somewhere else, uh, what other conference is going to accommodate the Longhorn Network? And then on top of that, where is ESPN going to let them go? Yep. Well, yeah those those are those are all very interesting and fascinating deals. I mean, I I think the <sighs> I, I didn't see that comment that was made to Kirk, and I don't know who made it, and I don't know exactly, you know, maybe what the context was, but, you know, I don't, you know, Texas giving up the Longhorn Network, um, you know, my my gut guess as far as that context might have been, well, we're not giving up, giving up that money. I mean, we might be willing for the Longhorn Network to be folded into a Big 12 network, but we still want to get our fifteen million a year or whatever. Oh no no and, no no! And, he it, said he said who? Pardon me. He or she, whoever said this said. Okay. They want they want the branding and the marketing. 
that they get with it. Too. Well, that may be true, but I don't get the. I mean, you know, I, you know, the, the problem is the branding and the marketing. And again, I may, you know, I'm, I'm talking like I absolutely know this. I don't, but. Nobody watches the damn thing. I mean, you know, how many times? I mean, seriously, how many times can you replay the two thousand the two thousand five national championship game with with USC? I mean, it's like you got you get two football games a, a year. One of one of which is usually Kansas, mm-hmm. or 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 in a non conference game, and you, you know, then you get some basketball games, and you know, it's you know, it's a you know, there's just nothing on there that's compelling to watch. And then you get coaches shows where a bunch of people are sitting around talking. It, it, they do a great job with what they have, they but it's one school filling 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, and that's the thing about the, you know, whether or not the only way the big 12 could possibly start a network, you know, which means that a, you figure out some way for the Longhorn network to, you know, get to get you know to be part of it you have to expand to 12 12 schools to do that because you don't have enough inventory with 10 schools you know you're only playing five conference games on a saturday you know your agreements with fox and espn they want at the very least the four best games of the day so you're going to have one game on your conference network which is basically going to be the worst game of the day and, you know, even when you go to 12, that's, that's what the, the SEC and the Big Ten, I mean, the Big Ten next year is going to a nine-game conference schedule. That gives them another uh, bit of inventory for not only their TV partners, but also for the Big Ten network. I, you know, I, I would bet that the ESPN is begging the SEC to go to nine conference games oh, yeah. to help the SEC network. So, you know, even with 12 schools, a conference network is not going to have that great of an inventory. Um, so, yeah, you know, the Longhorn Network, um, you know, it's not making ESPN any money. I mean, I, I think they started out thinking that, oh, well, we may end up with an Alabama network and a Michigan network or, you know, some, you know. Well, you know, once they got the SEC network up and going, um, which has been very successful money-wise, and you know, and ESPN is in a whole entirely different situation, having paid billions of dollars of rights fees for the NFL, for Monday Night Football, and for the NBA. Everybody's aware. I mean, they got rid of 300 people from yeah. from uh, the network. You know, and you know, I mean, they're letting Skip Bayless walk. I mean, they are cutting back where they can because they're already, you know, they're spending, they've got a lot of money tied up in rights fees. So I don't think they're going to just, you know, tell the Big 12, oh, yeah, sure, we'll do your network. Yeah, it ain't no problem. Here's a, here's $500 million. That, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, again, for the Big 12, it's a real conundrum of how do you try to make this work? Um Yeah, I, I just don't think, I mean, maybe the marketing and branding is great. I mean, I know they can do advertising and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I know that they reached out to the folks at the Big 12. Um, it used to be with the, the folks at Big12Sports.com when I was working there. We have a terrible time getting help from the Longhorn Network with, hey, we, do you have any B-roll of mm-hmm. such and such? And they would, you know, they w- would like regard us as, you know, we're not going to help you. Yeah. And they, But now they've come around to saying, because they understand that they to keep, you know, having content and, and stuff that, hey, we, we, you know, if you'll share with us, we'll share with you. 
is, I mean, it's a, it's just, you know, they don't have a huge staff of people to, you know, try to get fresh stuff. And so they either just replay something six times or you produce a, a new feature story. So, it, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe that there's a reason for them to keep it, but logically, I, I can't, I can't see it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. You mentioned that uh, Texas, the ESPN thought they might have an Alabama or an Ohio State. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing, I, I see. I, I mean, I think that that was part of it, but I think that also. I think that that was done because they knew that the Pac-12 was looking at at going on going on its own. I mean, you know, a hundred percent own network. Uh, you know, and then right. also, you know, going it wasn't going to be just extending with the ESPN. They're also going to be extending with Fox. I mean, I, to me, the the thing that gets kind of lost in all this is I, I really do feel like that that Longhorn Network contract between ESPN Texas. You know, nobody really knows what the outs are in that, but mm-hmm. yep. I, I imagine that they're pretty pretty damn strong because I think that that ESPN agreed to all that just to keep just to know that it could kind of keep Texas under its thumb. So you know, when I hear people start saying, "Okay, they're going to go leave and go to the Big Ten or the Pac-12," I I have a hard time seeing it, given that uh, you know the Big Ten is involved with Fox, the Pac-12 is doing its own thing. I mean, I think ESPN wants to keep wants to keep Texas, uh, under, under its own, uh, house. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And I mean, that's the one thing, you know, it's the, you know, the irony of the situation is that, you know, everybody, you know, thought that the Longhorn network was, you know, going to be this huge boon for Texas, which it obviously hasn't been. And now it's becoming, you know, kind of an albatross to where they really maybe can't move. Now, you know, most contracts could be, you know, finagle some way or the other. I'm sure that if somehow, you know, first of all, I don't think, you know, uh, you know, Texas is never going to go to the SEC. You know, oh, no I mean, way, no chance. You, you know, there's no way that they want any part of the SEC. So they're, they're only options. You know, they're not going to jump all the way over and go to the ACC. They're not, you know, uh, so it's, you know, Big Ten or Pac-12. And, you know, I'm really going to be curious from what I've read with the Pac-12. If they don't get their carriage issues with, you know, as far as trying to get on, I guess, direct TV or some way to get, you know, all their games are like regionalized. I yeah. mean, particularly in the big during their basketball tournament, there were areas, that, you know, like Colorado. Folks in Colorado couldn't watch Colorado play because yeah. the, the the games were regionalized. And it's like, what kind? You know, I mean, it's like. I didn't realize it was that way because obviously I don't live out there and I don't get the Pac-12 network. But it's like you got your basketball tournament on and you can't show it to every market. It's in your yeah. footprint. It's like what? Well, it, so I mean that is a become a complete boondoggle for them mm-hmm. when it was supposed to be such a you know and it's not making making them any money. So if they go through that again with the, during the football season, what I've read is I mean they're going to have to really reassess and try to do something to make the Pac-12 network work. And so, I mean, is, is there any reason to try to jump on board that ship that's taken on water? I, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a, I mean, it, and the Longhorn Network, you know, as far as, the, you know, if the, the Big 12 network ever gets up and running, uh, you know, I mean, if they bring in BYU, BYU's got its own network. Now, mm-hmm. apparently that's not as big a deal, but you still have to figure that out. Plus, you know, the latest TV deals that the Big 12 did, you know, they they uh, kind of 
made a big deal about the fact that all the schools had their third tier rights, which is that's where the Longhorn Network sits is in the third mm-hmm. tier. But you know, if if you do a Big Twelve network, you have to reacquire all those rights from the schools. Now, uh, yeah. that's probably not that that's probably not that difficult. But you're going to have to figure out some way to do it. I mean, I know Oklahoma was on the cutting edge as far as its own television and and the video that they do, and they've got a studio that would mm-hmm. make a lot of television stations jealous. Yeah, you know, they they put a lot of money into all that. Now, how what would they do with that with a Big Twelve network? Now, I'm sure there's some way to to utilize it, but, you know, and, and, you know, other schools aren't as, you know, I mean, everybody's different. Uh, it's not like, I know when the PAC 12 started, they put fiber optics into every school. So you could instantly hook up interviews with coaches at all the schools. Well, that's a heck of a lot of money, yeah. uh, to do that. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, I, like I said, it's almost like the, the Big 12 wants to create even more problems for itself because <laughs> yeah. they're trying to, you know, it's like they're trying to solve problems. Like, well, we need a network. Well, do you really? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, because it's not going to make a lot of money. It's not, you know, it's and it's just because of the Big 10 and the SEC has one. You know, it's kind of like when your kids say, hey, I want to have that. Well, you know, I'm sorry, you, you know, the neighbor kids got, you know, a brand new car. Well, I'm sorry, you're not going to get a brand new car. No. Yeah, it's, it's so. I, I don't know. It, it's it, it. You know, sometimes um, I don't lie awake at night worrying about this stuff, but it could drive you crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, like you said, I think at the very beginning, so many square pegs and round holes. So, uh, yeah. well, Wendell, I've kept you on long enough. I really do appreciate it, though. How's everything going there with uh, today's U dot com? Well, it's good. I mean, uh, you know, I, you know, honestly, uh, about six months ago, the Big 12 gave me the, well, we're going in a different direction speech, and I had not really been out of work for like 43 years, so it's been a different transition, but today's U likes a lot of, uh, you know, they want a lot of content. It's a fairly new website, and, you know, it's it's a place to work, so hopefully uh, people are going to you know, keep going to it, and um, you know, we'll kind of see how it works. But I'm I'm glad to be able to um, write about something I know, and um, so so far it's been going great. The guys that I've worked with out there have been very cooperative, and it's been a great experience so far. So I hope it just keeps going, and you know, once we get to football season, I'll. Uh, probably writing more stuff than I've probably ever written because they want a lot of content. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm glad that you found some place to uh, keep writing, man, because, uh, you know, I mean, I've followed your stuff for a long time with the Big 12 and everything, so really glad to uh, fi- see you landing somewhere, man. Appreciate that, and anytime you uh, want to talk again, I'm here. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks again to our guest, uh, Wendell Barnhouse. Make sure to check out all his work there at todaysu.com. And thank you all for joining us, too. Uh, for the Blatant Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.